I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Guess what show we're doing? 24. 20, 20, 24 hours ago, I want to be Jack Bauer. I don't know how long you can go till you get sued for copyright infringement, but let's just going to stop right there. I liked it. That was very good. Thank you. I've been working on that all morning. <laughs> I like Jack Bauer. He has a semi-mullet, and I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. Like, I know it's not like an actual mullet cut, but it is pretty damn close. He was looking spiffy in this. He looked the same as he did in The Lost Boys. Yeah. And the this same. probably 20 years after that. or 20-something. This came out in 2001. Maybe it was 24 years after it. Yeah. So once again, <laughs> we find ourselves in 2001 yes. uh, after 9-11 uh, with another show. Yep. What did you know about 24 going into it? Well, I knew it was kind of this counterterrorism thing, which when you mention 9-11, it's kind of perfect for because... That's obviously the hot topic of the time, which probably might have something to do with why this was such a popular show. That's all you knew? I knew that they did something with a whole day, but I guess I was confused because I thought each episode was a whole day, but really an entire season is a whole day. And I did not figure that out until I finished watching it. I did the same thing. So all I knew was the guy's name was Jack Bauer because yep. there's like plenty of pop cultural references that have heard going into it. I thought each episode was an, uh, like a single day. Right. I thought he was like a secret agent or something. I just remember this being on buses and taxis and had commercials galore and even had like those funny taglines that used to like pop up while you're watching a show of like someone like running. Yeah. The way you end up on a bus or a taxi is, is two ways. One, your show is so big that it ends up on there. Or two, your show is really shitty and you get a lot of leftover money to market. <laughs> People actually watch your show. So there's like one or two ways you end up on the side of a bus. Because you're kind of right. He is, I don't know about a secret agent. He is some kind of agent. Yeah, I don't know exactly what he works for, what organization, but I know he's like counterterrorism manager, director, person. Courtney, you have some background for us about 24? I have a lot of things about the concept of real time here. So um, as we're seeing, within a season, there's 24 episodes. So each episode is supposed to be one hour of a day within that day. Um, it's just about, it's close to that. It's just about, about 54 minutes, I think, because they do keep the clock running during the commercial breaks and everything. So Fox, the station this was on, thought this was a really good idea because it would move the form of television forward. Um, and this is not the first show to ever use the concept of real time, but I would say it was probably the, definitely the most popular show. There are other shows that did it for like a single episode, like Buffy or X-Files or even Mad About You. But this is the best example of taking the concept of time and using it as a jumping off point for the entire series. Like I thought that was genius. He is an agent. He It is like this counterterrorism, fighting terrorism type thing. So every episode almost feels like it's like a race against the clock. So it's like the perfect premise for that kind of drama. Also, if you take out the commercials and everything, you only get 57 minutes of or something like that. Yeah, I said, like, I said 54. I wasn't sure. I know it's like a few. Um, well, what they've done that was really smart was they would take things like driving in a car and kept that mostly for commercial breaks because they're unless it was pivotal to the plot like they're having a conversation in the car that was important they're still using the real time but they're not wasting time in parts like that and then they wouldn't do anything like slow motion or flashbacks except for one time because those are so also aren't going to fit in with real time absolutely um i thought the ticker was cool one thing i didn't like is like the box and box thing 
I oh, hated it. Split screen. I loved that. You don't need to tell me that other shit's going on. They do though, because what they're doing is even like phone conversations. So, okay. If you think about any show you watch with like phone conversations, ordinarily the telephone conversation is shot and one actor's talking and then like they record the other one at a second time with them doing the split screens. It really kind of drives that realism forward. So it actually seems feasible that both of them are on the phone together and they're showing you in the split screen and you can see both of them in the conversation. It's kind of still taking that concept of real time and making it even more realistic. I mean, I get it. I appreciate it, but I don't like it. (laughs) I just don't like how they were like cut and some were like bigger and smaller and like they try to fit too much on the screen. Like, I don't know. I think, I don't know. It can be stylistic of the time too. Um, yeah. I mean, you might see a little more slick editing like now. You need some better UX on that. Like, yeah. That's what I feel like. It'd be a better user experience that goes along with that. Yeah. I, I do like what you said about like the ticking. What I thought was cool, something I found was like a fun fact was it makes a beeping noise that is similar to a time bomb ticking, except um, if something like really dramatic would happen or even like the death of a major character, then they would use like a silent clock. So the clock is actually itself telling the story which is very very unique you do not see this in other shows yeah it's like it's almost a character in itself yeah it, it, it comes alive it's part of a leave and breathing organism within the show which i liked i really liked it when it yeah. would like ramp up and be like ding ding ding, yeah, it makes, ding. It's, it's putting you on the edge of your seat i mean this is an action-packed show which i wasn't sure at first because again it's one of these like political dramas and i'm not sure how much into action i always am but I really, really liked it for that reason because there was a lot of smart things that were going on and it made it seem realistic. Even even the way the cameras were kind of shot at eye level because it's like you're like having the conversation with them, that also brought the realism to another level. Yeah, and um, realism, I'm going to dive into that. So apparently there's a bunch of torture scenes within this show. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. and it caused a major issue. People were reaching out to the U.S. government, asking them if that's actually how they conduct themselves, and they had to have like this PSA to soldiers be like, don't act like Jack Bauer when you're oh. on the front line, because oh, they found out, like, and it also caused like a lot of Islam, uh, like a uh, fear of, uh, you know, Islamic cultures. Uh, but one of the things is the issue of torture was Bill Clinton actually came out and, and stated that he does not feel that there is a place in the U.S. policy for torture. But if you're the Jack Bauer person, you'll do whatever you do and you should be prepared to take the consequences. So there was like um, a big outpouring within the military about that. It, it, it reached such a large audience that people were like worried that people were going to start pulling vendettas <laughs> becoming in Jack Bauer and torturing people for answers. I could see where that would kind of um, ramp that up a little bit. But Kiefer Sutherland playing Jack Bauer, I thought he did an amazing acting job because he kind of seamlessly transitioned from being like a regular dad and kind of a regular dude into this kind of like really out there job. Like you don't find many counterterrorism agents in your everyday life so i thought he did a good job about portraying that yeah jumping back and forth because he obviously had like his troubles at home and then would hop in and just like take care of shit i also wonder if family uh, i mean american dad was based off of this because <laughs> it's oh! like the same thing <laughs> <laughs> okay you think about it um also uh 
Fun fact, James Foley, who was originally tapped to direct this episode, had the poll at the last minute. Uh, if you know him, he did House of Cards. So yeah. fuck yeah. you, James Foley. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. We love <laughs> Yeah, good thing you pulled out. <laughs> Do you know, I was laughing because 24 is one of only five TV series that have ever won an Emmy, a Golden Globe, and a Satellite Award for Best Drama. But guess what the others are? What? We're doing at least three of them on this show. NYPD Blue, The West Wing, Breaking Bad, and Homeland. That's real good company, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hop in the live view right now? Yeah. Okay, first they open up to Kuala Lumpur, and I'm like, do I look like a globe to you? How the no. F am I supposed to know where this is? <laughs> like, in the world. I <laughs> I went to college, but I do not know where this is. So apparently it's a capital of Malaysia. For those at home. And also they did a sick cut of stock footage of Malaysian markets. So that was pretty cool. Which obviously <laughs> I was like, oh, stock footage. I was like, oh God, what, where's when are we in like a wet market here? Like what's, <laughs> it's like a little oddly timely. Um, but the guy that was like going through the market, he was like really sweating. I was like, what? Oh God, here we go. Like it drops you right into this thing where it's like, is he the bad guy? Is he the good guy? Where are we going from here? You want to know a fun fact about that scene too? Not yeah. only did they use stock footage, but the shot of the satellite in space was taken from the movie Enemy of State that came out in 1998. Oh, I used to love that movie. Oh, God, I love with that movie. Every time I'm in D.C., I'm like, that's the bridge that Will Smith jumped <laughs> off of. Yeah, that was a great action movie. Uh, so the spy, he, he, he transmits some information to the USA saying there's going to be an assassination on a senator uh, yeah. played by an all-time voice, uh, <laughs> Dennis Haysbert. Um, he's the Allstate guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's the Allstate guy. He was in Major League. That's where I fell in love with him. Yes. Um, love and he, basketball. He's in oh, basketball. yep. Absolutely. <laughs> they said that his performance in this series was so commanding and hailed by critics. Some believed it helped uh, the campaign of Barack Obama. That's so interesting. That's nice. Absolutely. I love that guy's voice. Ooh. Allstate, what's in your hands? Yeah. <laughs> So they show uh, Kiefer at his house playing a game with his daughter. And my first thought is, why does he have sneakers on on the furniture? What kind of household is this? <laughs> um, Kim is played by Alicia Colbert. Uh, she yeah. was in The Girl Next Door. Girl Next Door, yeah. She's also in The Ranch. Did you ever watch that? Um, Ashton Kutcher's little no, vehicle on Netflix? Kutcher, seriously. <laughs> I, I like I he gets he's so annoying. I'm sorry. Like I know he's like a <laughs> no, really good guy. He like he's like does this all this investing stuff and like helps a lot of people. But after just married, I cannot stand Ashton Kutcher for the life of me. <laughs> it was like Ashton Kutcher had some Sesame Street. I know. I it has like some weird Bert and Ernie background to it. I had tried to dig deep and crack my voice, but obviously it just didn't happen. <laughs> so they're talking to the daughter. Daughter goes to bed, and the daughter get sneaks out. I and knew she was gonna sneak out. She had that giant robe on that was like covering all the way up to her neck. I'm like, yep. well, there's something under that. She's a teenager. She's not just walking around with a robe on. And also, Jack calls her ex boyfriend, who's playing video games with his buddy, drinking beers, and they have candles. <laughs> there's a lot of weird things. Like, first of all, before these, before she sneaks out, he just like casually goes and gets like a snack pack and is talking to his wife. <laughs> he's supposed to be like this badass agent. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to have this pudding cup. Well, in Burn Notice, he always ate yogurt. So now you want to be like him and eat yogurt? 
No, I was just like, damn, I want a yogurt. And then it just like it conditioned me to constantly eat yogurt because I would just watch it on TBS or something. Before they noticed that she snuck out, there's some weird tension with the wife because I thought maybe she kicked him out, but then they said he moved out for a period of time. Yeah, there's definitely something up with their marriage. And she was, and the daughter was really pissy with the mother, but then later on says, oh, my father died. So it's like, well, which one is she mad at? I don't. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out too. I was like, why did she say that? So she definitely just has this problem with authority. Um, yeah. And I mean, she ends up going out and meeting up with some random older dudes in a shagging wagon in front of an antique store. Like, what? <laughs> so what are we doing? What am I watching? And not only that, but the girl, her friend ends up banging this dude on a bed in an antique store. What What are we doing here? Her friend made me physically ill because they're in the car and you know how in TV shows they add the music later so you can't like have the music on the radio actually playing because you have to be able to hear the dialogue. So you could just see the friend like she looked like she was humping the steering wheel because she's trying to like bop along to, you know, imaginary music. And I'm just like, she was irritating me from second one. (laughs) Yeah, that's why she has no other acting credits. (laughs) I like looked into it. I was like, who is this? Sorry. Also, the girl on the plane. I thought she was someone, but she's not. She, she looks is. exactly like another actress. No, no, she is. She is the most annoying character in history from the L word. And as soon as she came on, I was like, oh, she played this character of Jenny in the L word, which is, um, I think it was on Showtime. And she is like literally one of TV's most hated characters. So I was like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, I feel bad, but she's irritating me already because I couldn't stand her in that show. She looks like a comedian. That's always on the, the roast and stuff. And that's where I, that's what I thought she was, but apparently oh, not. No, no, no. So they, they go back and forth between Jack's home life, Jack's work life. Jack gets called in the work. He asks his wife to figure out what happened to the daughter, which is whatever. He's like, yeah, you deal with this shit. I got to go to work. You got to mi- deal with our missing daughter. I'm going to go handle this. <laughs> so he, he works in counterterrorism. They believe there's a assassination attempt coming on... Senator Palmer's life, his boss wants Jack to find out who it is. Jack insists that he's a wrong person for the job, uh, reminding him that he like helped an investigation to to lock up three CTU individuals or counterterrorism. Yeah, there was like a breach in his business, basically, right? And he had to kind of like whistle blow them in. Yeah. And that's kind of like I think it sets it up that there's a lot of different people that are against Jack. Like his family, there's people that are suspicious of him. Apparently now there's a rat we find out that's in the CTU that might be feeding information to help this assassination attempt. Right. And that's we there's many different angles where Jack finds himself basically alone and having no one to really to count on. I mean, even his like the girl that is supposedly like his partner, I think they slept together. I think maybe that's why the suspicion he can't even trust her, and maybe that's why he got kicked out of his house and so on. I don't know if he got kicked out or if he just moved out because he was like doing it with her. The dude with the soul patch, though, was so pissed that they had possibly slept together. There was a lot of like questionable hairstyles and soul patches in this, and that. that <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to call him Soul Patch. So I think Soul Patch is mad because he was also doing it with her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought maybe he just wanted her, but yeah, um, I mean, that's a definite possibility. But he obviously doesn't respect her. But he respects Jack. So that's why he was like, who's asking? I didn't care for her. I didn't like her attitude with him. I didn't like if she was sleeping with him. It didn't seem it didn't seem genuine. It didn't seem authentic. I didn't like her interactions with him. 
Yeah. So basically, Jack tells her to go do like this background check thing. He goes, go tell Tony Almeida to do it and that he won't need a reason if he thinks it's for her. Nina was surprised and then he noticed that she and Tony were involved and then says that he shouldn't have. Why is he got to be? I like Jack Barr. Why is he got to be a slime ball? Just go through your wife with the cabbage patch haircut and call it a day. Oh my God, that haircut. Woof. <laughs> um, so they basically, there's a lot of back and forth, but they cut to this main character, um, Mason, who comes and gives Jack information on a floppy disk. Old school. So if he looks vaguely familiar to you, uh, his name's Xander Berkeley. He played Gregory on The Walking Dead. Also, he is married to the actress that plays Nina in real life. Oh, okay. They married in 2002. Uh, and a fun fact about Nina, uh, Sarah Clark, she was cast on the morning of this episode being filmed. So the costume department didn't have to fit her. She had to wear her own outfits for this entire first season. Why? Who dropped out to be her? No idea. But she was casted that morning to play that role. I think she did pretty good at yeah, considering um, you're thrown into this yeah with no prep and you know not having to know anyone and know how to interact or i mean maybe she got a table read in i have no idea probably not so mason comes in jack knows that mason's dirty and that he stole two hundred thousand dollars from a drug dealer yeah and he has Nina to go find proof uh before he wakes up as to leverage to gain access to the source that of like who gave the information on the floppy yeah, disk he goes in there and shoots him with the damn dart <laughs> Yeah, he like puts it in the binder. I was like, that's pretty badass. He's just like, go to sleep and just grab them and just like yeah. grab them out. He's like, like, quick, hold me a binder. My question was like, they just have like poison darts and guns like just hanging out in a closet somewhere in the office? On deck. You keep that thing on you, as, <laughs> as the kids say nowadays. Keep your peace on you. No, I mean, they, that's that's their office. That's like, that's their control room, if you will. I mean, that's their headquarters. Yeah. That's, where they, that's where they have to leave from. So, I mean, I would hope special agents had some sort of poison dart, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of a better term. I mean, I guess they could have tased them nowadays, but I don't know. Yeah. They'd, like, they normally take down zoo animals that, that visit kids on uh, on their birthdays so that's yeah, did you see the guy gimping out once he finally woke up from like the dart whatever like he had to like gimp out of the office afterwards because yeah i mean you're groggy when you wake up if you just get knocked out with like a <laughs> horse tranquilizer so oh can we go back to um the mother and daughter thing the guy that called the mother um janet's father why was he so shaky and nervous there's got to be some weird shit with that guy because he was awfully nervous and he acted he's gonna weird. end up banging jack's i thought wife. maybe he was gonna kidnap her or something no a thousand percent they're gonna they're gonna do it feeling it because jack was like why is this guy calling like why are you going out with that guy he's like very suspicious about it i was suspicious about it if it was weird i want everyone to notice one thing or, or go back and watch it there are no less than 174 nokias in this whole episode this is a giant Nokia commercial, like the brick Nokias. The theme of this show is questionable hairstyles and Nokias. Absolutely. I like Jack Bauer's almost mullet, and I love a good Nokia. <laughs> so she goes with the dad, right? But then when we see the girl, she's with some, if it's weird antiques, or like some Christian Bale wannabe dude. And I was like, don't get in that fucking van. Like, please don't get in that van. I knew it was a rapey van. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a shagging wagon. Like, it is a van that all the seats are out and there's just pillows and blankets oh. just 
smells like pepperoni and rape. <laughs> Why was the friend like on her last leg up there? She was like tripping the balls off her. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, what the dude was driving that. was too. He was like falling asleep and shit. Yeah, what was going? Like, did those two go off and do heroin or something? Like, what happened from the time they were at the antique store until they got in the van? Kids, that's what premarital sex does to you. Did you notice everything? This might just be because we're now watching on an HD TV. Why was everything slightly staticky looking? They did that during action scenes. It got slightly more actiony. So I think what they were trying to do is use uh, a different camera that maybe had a higher frame rate, or their camera that they had couldn't keep up. Like the the frame rate of their camera couldn't keep up. I honestly think it was a technology thing. Okay. Because with the still shots where the camera is still, it was fine. But if the camera had to slightly adjust to what was happening or yeah. if things move too quickly, I think it, it would get like really grainy. Okay. For a moment, I would like to touch on the primary candidate and his wife in the hotel room. So someone called him and said that there was some kind of scandal. So do you think there was some kind of like accusation that they wanted to publish? So remember like before he slams the balcony door in front of his wife's face, like, do you think he was cheating on her? Like, what do you think that scandal is? Oh, yes. Yes. It all is coming back to me now. Yes. He's like, don't tell anyone yet about something. So I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if he's cheating and that's why maybe he couldn't like look at her. There's got to be a scandal with him too. There, You know, in the one thing of this, we're going play by play of this and everything's building up to somebody's going to try to um, assassinate him, but there has to be a reason that they're trying to do that, right? They're just not number one, but number two is, does, is there, um, is there some kind of scandal that he's involved in some policy they don't like? Is he cheating on the wife? We don't know, but there's got to mm-hmm. be an underlying thing to this. And those two pieces have got to connect at some point. Yeah. A lot of questions going forward out of this that we won't get answered, but, it's fun to think about. I know, which is a bummer because <laughs> I like, I really, this was the first time we've watched some different shows here and I, I would continue, you know, if I wanted to in the second one. This was the first time where I wanted to cheat and watch the next episode, but I was like, nope, I can't do it. Like, I can't go ahead because when it was over, it was so perfect because I was like, oh my God, it really keeps you wanting more because they're doing that whole thing where you essentially have to watch an entire season to see how one day plays out. Well, it's a week by week show. It's not like our Netflix show. I know how we talk about that. Yeah. This is like tune in next time type of deal. Yeah. So they got to leave you with big cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And give, yeah. And give you those cliffhangers before the commercial breaks and stuff soon. You know, the ticking and other things that they do to build suspense and to draw you in. I really, really liked that about this. I think it's a brilliant setup because basically we're not going to get that resolution that we want until all of these storylines kind of play out because it's no wonder it went on for eight seasons because you're so engaged. And the the thing is between seasons, there's really big gaps of time. So if you want to find out these storylines, you have to watch this particular season, like between um, some seasons, there's several months that go by a year and a half, three or more years. So really it's the course of eight seasons, but almost 15 years have actually passed in like the timeline of the show. So (laughs) when we go watch the series finale, it's going to be like almost 15 years later and it's probably not going to be any of these pieces except for Jack Bauer. Yeah. And I also think that there might be, there's like a villain of the season that, and that's how it plays out with like underlying storylines that go throughout the whole show. Yeah. Like season one is obviously going to focus on um, this candidate his assassination, 
all the people that are trying that are a part of that either trying to assassinate him or fighting against it and then jack's home life that's probably going to be season one mm -hmm. i loved 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 when on the plane the whole time they're making you think it's the guy that is going to be the one that's kind of um the bad guy because he's got the accent and they had kind of touched on you know we think it might be like a german person and so yep. he's got the accent and he's talking about photography and being very like and he just picked up a magazine was like this picture yeah this is my so favorite like, picture. okay this bullshitter and then yep. when they're in the bathroom and he's like fucking the girl and then he's like i'm gonna be busy so it's like oh okay and then this is the dude and when she comes out and she's the person i was like yes like what a way to fucking get people excited about this it was badass when she blew open that um plane door and went flying out she used a bomb that was in a fire extinguisher and that was actually based off a real life thing that happened but they stopped it before it happened but someone had put in real life put an explosive in a fire extinguisher like that but then they caught them in the act of trying to do it uh before it happened uh fun fact so she gets this bodysuit and like just puts it over her skirt i'm like yeah. whatever i was like that's gonna be i mean i get it i was like the more I thought about at first i was like that's kind of weird but then i thought about it. if you just like hike it up it doesn't really matter yeah. um i thought it was pretty cool that she just like laid there and all of a sudden she went <laughs> sucked right yeah, out of there it was so i was like my jaw must have been on the floor because i was like oh that's so neat and she like i love that she did that thing where she was like pretending to be like drunk and she's like <laughs> like excuse yeah, me like, the bag out yeah <laughs> But you know what? That was the smartest thing about this show because it would have been really, really easy to take a show. It's 2001. Put some kind of like foreign person as the terrorist and then like, you know, lay the story out from there. But they dropped this little mamacita in and she's going to be the terrorist. <laughs> and it was like, it was a total flip on the head. It was genius. All right. Well, the main shot of that 747 exploding was removed from the show. Um, the show had the premiere delayed a month and the scene was cut, and all further storylines had changes uh, due to the attacks on the World Trade Center. So nearly all references of the plane exploding that we were just talking about, yeah. you never hear about it again. They were also like trying to figure out if they should even drop this show. They were like, oh, holy shit, yeah. did we pull the Joe and plan the future? Yes. <laughs> shit. Because this, if I'm not mistaken, this show came out in November, which would have meant that they shot it before September yikes mm -hmm. so you're saying that they even though she like crashed that plane or you know it made it explode they in the subsequent episodes didn't talk about that they don't mention it okay they don't mention the the plane exploding and they cut the shot of the plane actually exploding itself as you notice she it's just her they probably yeah. just edited the um plane out in the background oh gosh that's tough very yeah. interesting to look back on almost 20 years later though isn't it well, I mean, it affects every part of like <laughs> daily life, but it's so weird that this is so coincidental of the times yeah. because they would, they were like, oh, let's just pick the Middle East, you know? And then like, holy shit, here we go. Yeah. And then all oh, this happened God. and they were trying to figure out like, should I air this? What's going to happen? Um, and then people actually, after it was aired, were worried that this, you know, would add to people being scared of, of folks from that area. Yeah. Heightened fear and anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also at the end, like Jack's daughter is basically kidnapped. Yeah. Well, I mean, it appears that way. They're definitely not taking her home. Um, I've watched a thing before, you know, like some of those like pop culture videos you'll just watch in the background of things where they have said she is the most annoying character on this. So I wonder, 
I don't know why. I mean, she was all right. She was a teenager, pain in the ass. But I wonder if they um, kill her off at some point. Yeah, yeah. Let's do predictions. Predictions for the show moving forward. Besides the daughter getting killed off, what else you got? Well, the wife's going to, they're going to go their separate ways. Jack and his wife. They're not, they're not meant to be. I think the daughter probably will get killed in this at some point. And then it's kind of just going to be him and different characters brought in each season. There, um, There's always like a mini adventure per, per season, right? So if it's taking over the place over one or two days, this is this season's mini adventure. And like I said, it, 13 to 15 years really pass by throughout the season. So he's probably going to have to travel different places. Right now they're living in Los Angeles. I'm sure there's going to be have different countries or other states that he has to go to. And that's kind of how what's going to progress us along. In the end, I have no idea what's going to happen in the end. Maybe he retires. I don't know. All right. I usually write this up. And for some reason, I didn't for this episode. So off the top of my head. So this is like a real deal. Joe's going to try to guess what happens. (laughs) I don't know if the daughter's going to die. She might die. But there's definitely going to be an episode where she's like taken. And that's going to, and that would like, for me, spawn the whole Taken series. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Where he has to like save his family, like family gets kidnapped. What you know? What's closer to home than your family? You know what I mean? Yes, because the um, wife is with that shady guy too, and I don't know. There's something. Your wife sucks. She can go away. Yeah, she she does. Like, I just I can't look at that haircut from. <laughs> if I was to watch this. So I think that's gonna happen. I think Jack is gonna have to take down uh, a big member of the organization from the inside. He's going to have to do that again, kind of wear that. He's definitely going to get shot and like left for dead at one point where we're going to think he's dead. And then he's going to be like, there's going to be, I mark my words. There is going to be a cliffhanger where they think he's dead. And that's got to propel you into the next season because I interestingly picked up on something because I was looking at the overall rank and viewership for the shows and it seems like season five had the highest one. And I was like, this is weird. And then I was looking at something else and there was a poll and people voted season five as its favorite. Then I was looking at another article and they're like, oh, yes, everyone's favorite season five. So I wonder if it's almost like season four. He like dies. No, it has to be that season because then it only went eight seasons. So that is your peak. And my final prediction for Jack Bauer is he's going to fake his death. And live somewhere remotely, maybe he, that he talks about that he's always wanted to be. Like Dexter? Ooh. No, he's not going to be a, a lumberjack. He's going to be like <laughs> sipping a pina colada somewhere tropical or something. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden at the end, his phone's going to ring and they're going to be like, we need you. And that's going to be the end of it. Okay. That seems like a pretty good, that seems pretty good. Yeah, it's your typical spy movie. All yeah. In, all in one thing. That makes sense. Like they fight and fight and fight to get something. They finally get it. And then they get sucked right back in. Exactly. But 15 years later, I mean, he's going to be like, what, 50? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, just saying he's 35. I, don't think, I mean, I love Kiefer Sutherland, but I don't think he's 35 in this pilot. So, yeah. No, but I'm thinking the Jack Bauer character, probably yeah. about 35, 40. They had 15. He's going to be 55. About time to retire. He's going to be, be like breaking down like and lethal weapons. Like, I'm too old for this shit. And he's yeah. going to be like heaving and like gassed after chasing people it's gonna it's gonna go the whole route i'm telling you that's like what i feel someone please tell me if i'm right well i guess we'll find out but i can't wait to see him kick i hope he we're only gonna watch one more episode but i hope he kicks a little ass like he was mostly in the office in this one and i kind of want to see him do a little ass kicking 
Oh, apparently he has plenty of torture. You just want to see him whoop that girl's ass from the L word. <laughs> he just can't stand her. L word, more like the K word, knuckle sandwich. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the accolades. I know I mentioned earlier, you know, they had won awards along with some of these other awesome dramas, but they won numerous awards over all of their eight seasons. Best Drama Series, Golden Globes, Primetime Emmys, and then the kicker. At the conclusion of the eighth season, 24 became the longest-running U.S. espionage or counterterrorism-themed television drama, surpassing both Mission Impossible and The Avengers. So we have another long-running... Wait long until Jack running. Ryan drags us into the ground. Would you recommend this overall? Absolutely. I would greenlight this in a heartbeat. I was like, you want to know what? It's giving me major Air Force One vibes with Harrison Ford, because mm-hmm. that was like in the late 90s, and I was like, that was really good. People really love this. Let's go with this. Uh, you know, I'll at least do this first season, but I would do it in a heartbeat. I'm sure it did have a big production budget and there were some things that go into it, but you have Kiefer Sutherland, you have, you know, hopefully a lot of action and stuff like that. I would personally, you know, absolutely green like that. Yeah, it's so smart with the real time and just, um, like you said, the action of it, the timeliness of this, which now looking back is crazy. But I mean, for that time, it's definitely something that's happening in the world. So you're going to get the viewership of that. Um, I also wonder how much of the success of this he carried into Designated Survivor, which he's on now, which seems like another kind of political drama. Um, but yeah, overall, I just I really enjoyed it. Like I say, I'm not typically into a, like a, a ton of action things but i thought this was engaging i thought the editing was smart um a, a totally unique concept you know even if you're taking a typical political drama or you know a terrorism type show um just the just the whole race against the clock in the real time and having to go to the next episode to see how the day plays out is just really smart yeah I, also i was like just per, i peruse like the first five six pictures on imdb because i'm afraid of it giving away huge plot points before i start talking to people yeah but i thought katie sackoff was in this and i'd be so excited <laughs> is she in this at some point uh, apparently she must play like a minor character i'm guessing like okay. overall because she probably wasn't that famous back then she's still not like super big but i liked she's her big in like and, the um sci-fi thing yeah suit a few sci-fi shows and stuff where she has like a cult following from, but I know her from Longmire. She was really, really good in that. So yeah, she just got engaged. Um, so I unfollowed her on, on Instagram because that's all you're going to keep like the next year. Lost hope. No, it's just going to get annoying. Like they're just going to keep posting like registry shit all the time. That's what every celebrity does. I'm like, if they get a big event, like if they have a baby or something or they find out they're pregnant, I'm like, I'm done with you for a year. I'll see you next year. <laughs> That's funny. Because I just don't feel like getting all that shoved down my throat. Which, everyone, by the way, you got something shoved down your throat last night because I posted that me and my wife are expecting. So, Yay! Congratulations! Watch my followers go down. Everyone's like, you want to know what, Joe? Fuck you. Do this to us. Do that to you. Well, on that note, that's going to end 24, episode 1. And next week, guess what? What? Special guest episode. Yeah, finally, we have another guest coming on. Courtney, why don't you tell us about Ben? Okay, so Ben um, graduated film school at NYU, and then he kind of worked in the post-production side of things. He was an animator and an editor. Um, He did indie films and music videos. Then he kind of moved to the tech side of things, um, but he still has a huge love for pop culture and television and everything that goes along with it. Um, He 
and I are related through marriage, and we spend many long nights competing for trivia questions, and we're always trying to one-up each other. I am very excited. Since I do not know him, I'm interested to find out what music videos he did. Yes. Yeah. It'd be exciting. And he is up, was obsessed with 24, so I think he's going to have a lot of insights for us, which is going to be interesting. Good. He can answer the many questions, and <laughs> yeah. hopefully Joe has guessed another show. That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get it. I don't think I'm that lucky, but who knows? It'll be fun to see. So before now, we put out 10 episodes of five series. So if anyone hasn't had a chance to check those out, go on. We've done House of Cards, Scandal, Smallville, and Carnival. Um, And then Jane the Virgin was right before this one. So make sure to listen to those. Go on Apple. Leave us a review, a five-star review. is one of the best things you can do for us. Helps us become news noteworthy, which would be awesome. And also make sure to follow us on Instagram at spoileverythingpod, all one word. Follow us, like us, subscribe us. Come check us out. More to come.